having big deal energy is your certainty about your, yourself and your business that you know that you know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're the company that can serve them better than anyone else. And when you come with that certainty and that belief in what you do and what your team does and how you can accomplish it, you're going to be able to connect with people at a different level. All branding is personal. And it's not about who you say you are. It's about who you are and how you say it. I'm Hirsch Repu, copywriter, comedian, and brand voice expert. I've helped hundreds of companies fine tune their messaging. And now I'm sitting down with some of the most ambitious and imaginative founders around who share their seven figure stories and their next figure goals. Let's hit the brand voice runway. Hitting the Brand Voice runway with me this morning is David Asarno, CEO of Business Nitrogen, a growth agency that is truly explosive. I have to say, I love his site. I love his social. And one of the things that we'll jump into right away is, is his sense of fun and play. But let's first, everybody welcome, everybody welcome David Asarno to Brand Voice Runway. Welcome, David. Thank you, Hirsch. It's a it's an honor to be here. Thank you, man. So yes, let's talk about this. I have heard you reference the work that you do and the business that you engage in helping sure. seven and eight figure companies get to the next level, grow even bigger and in the right directions. But sure. uh, I've heard you mention it as fun as a playground. Just expand on that a little bit, if you would. Well, if we're going to do something, you might as well have fun doing it. And I believe that we should enjoy the people that we're working with as well. It's funny that you even bring this up because the social posts we have going out today, it's not just about money. It's about who we work with. Money is just a magnification of the value you provide. And I want to know about the people that we work with. Why are they doing what they're doing? Who do they want to serve? Why do they want to serve them? And to me, I become friends with our clients. So for me, if someone just says it's all about the money and driving, great. That's good for you. We're probably not going to work together. I Well, no, probably. We're not going to work together. Yeah. You know, on uh, on my website, I have a little drop down with questions that people might want to know about me rather than have like a, a real dry bio. So one of the first questions is, who do you work with? And they probably think when they click on that, it's going to be like, you know, every, and I do put the names of some of my clients, but I put unknown you know, brands and clients right there up against, you know, blue chip clients. It's not about that. But the first thing I say is people I like and admire. That's who I work with. And that's been my mantra for two decades because our time is precious. I think everybody feels that way. But, you know, I also did an exercise several months ago where we were asked to write down the one thing that we can't live without, like in terms of work, in terms of our work setup, what is the one thing we can't live without? And I was, and I really like, you know, kind of crunched my brain on it for a while because I wanted to pick a word that really, really fit. And the word I picked was play. And I realized, and I didn't even know that about myself, that I needed it that bad, that I couldn't do what I do without a sense of play. So I was happy to learn that, you know, if you would ask me, what can I not live without, like out in the, 
like in, in Naked and Afraid or whatever, yeah. we out in the jungle, it would be Neosporin. But, <laughs> you know, but that's not that's not how we survive. That's, that's from all the pricklies. That's from all the pricklies. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like to think that I would survive. How would you do out there? I'd like to say that I would survive. Yeah. But all the bug bites and the ants and I, I don't know. I'm not an out. I love the mountains and I love hiking. I wouldn't call me. I'm not a camper. So I haven't right. done camping since I was a kid. And so I probably would fail on that regard. But on the side of having a ball all the time, I would be up there at the top. I would get it. Right. So. Right. Exactly. And I, it's I have the- fun. I'd be joking around in the back of my mind. I'm, it's funny. My son's totally opposite. He'll go on a, a 10 day hike in the wilderness with a tent, some water and very little food. And he'll do that all by himself. And he's done that before. And he's right. you know, doing it right now. And right. You know, different people, different shirts for different folks. But that's I, right. All the time. I mean, that's one of my core values is, is in the company. It's habit. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now let's try to help people a little bit who are listening, who are also fun people. I know listeners that you are fun people, but you also are like, okay, what about the growth and how do you help people get to the next level? What's your strategy in other words? And I'm sure there are different strategies, different people, but what, what do you think it takes? I would say that it, it takes knowing who you who you're serving, why you're serving them. It, it goes down to that fundamental basis because if you're going to create brand messaging, as you know, you have to know who you want to serve, and then how can you knowing this question, how can you serve them better than anyone else? And if you know who you're serving, how you can serve them better than anyone else, you can put together a positioning, and then start providing the value, and then. One of the things that so many people try to do is they, especially when you're doing marketing today, we have with the invent of the internet and you see people are on their phones all day long. They're texting. They don't want to talk to people. And so I truly believe you need to be able to take that online relationship and take it offline, especially when you're looking at seven and eight figure companies that want to take it to that next digit or that next level tier within that you have to figure out how you're going to tell big deals or high ticket offers. And in order to do that, you've got to be able to serve people differently than just buy, click and go into a membership site. Yeah. Yeah. I love the big deal energy thing. You got to have BDE. You got to have. Did you see see my social post that I put? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it literally and figuratively and, uh, you know, like Instagrammably. But talk about big deal energy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a mindset. It's big, having big deal energy is your certainty about yourself and your business that you know that you know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're the company that can serve them better than anyone else. And when you come with that certainty and that belief in what you do and what your team does and how you can accomplish it, you're going to be able to connect with people at a different level. You know, people, is it belief? What is it? I To increase certainty, you have to know that you can serve people, how you're going to do them and make sure that you know that the results are going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that another thing that you mentioned was, you know, what's more important, belief or confidence? 
right? That was another post. Yeah. What's more important, belief or confidence? And you pointed out that if you really believe in something, if you really come in with confidence is there, confidence comes from belief. The other thing that I think it comes from is preparation, preparation. And I learned this as a comedian. I learned it as a brand, you know, expert that prep is what gives you the confidence to go out and break the rules. Prep is what gives you a chance to do it a little differently. You know, yes. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just, and that's a, something that happened. Very few people prepare. Yeah. Very. I mean, obviously, I can tell now that you've prepared. You've watched my social posts up through today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but, so we can have this conversation. But the only thing you ever brought up that, you know, my kids call me a mushroom because I'm a fun guy. Because you're a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Since I am a, comedian by trade and i'm not and you're not <laughs> would you be okay with me even enhancing that joke a little bit so i, I certainly it, would that you kill it okay so when we say fun guy right yes. we want to make sure they get the joke but at the same time if you say fun guy with the accent with the emphasis on the second syllable it's an even better delivery because they still should get it. Most and people, they, know. it's interesting though. Most, most people, know. that's okay. They feel stupid, not you. And then you have leverage over them. Well, the, the, the truth, my kids for Father's Day, I got a T-shirt. It was my dad is and had a had a picture of a mushroom, and underneath it said F U N G I. Yeah, that's great. And what? So it's a mushroom, and it says F U N G I, or it says F U N G U Y. GUI, my dad's a fun guy, like is in the mushroom. Is a right. I, yeah. Right. I know, but it, okay. Well, whatever. It's, it's a pun. It's, it's, it's a, a pun. We're pun. just we having fun. Have, we're not here to an, analyze puns. And, and I'm the king of corny jokes or dad jokes, I should say, yeah. not comedy jokes. So, but by the way, to, to answer your question earlier, yeah. what, what do we need to do? We use frameworks. And uh-huh. so our momentum framework is designed to, attract people on the front end and add value. I'll give you an example. So many people give a lead magnet and then they'll put them onto a webinar, especially the kind of people we work with, thought leaders and people who are selling high-end products and tickets. And so many times when we bring people, they try to go to an opt-in to a $25,000 or $50,000 sale without building a relationship, without adding value. And one of the things that, and the fact of the matter is the longer you can go without asking someone for money, the more that you're going to make on the back end. And it's how the longer you can add value to people, the longer that you can set yourself up as an expert and people feel that they know you, they like you, and they trust your company or your brand, it makes it easier on the back end because if people then go to a challenge or they go to a webinar and they request an appointment with your team, they're already pre-sold. And I often tell clients that if they're willing to take in half an hour, 45 minutes out of their time to do a deep dive, they've already said, I need that help. I'm willing to spend the time. The question is, how are you going to remove yourself or your company out of the way so that way they move forward to whatever it is that they want. 
and how you can serve them. So what on the front end, you know, one of the things we're doing with the client right now is indoctrination. It's a 30, 30 day text, one text a day, one tip a day to help unlock challenges, the unconscious blocks that we have that hold us back from wealth and success. Great. Why? Because beforehand they were going directly from an ad to a sales call trying to sell someone on a $25,000 program. They were having some success, but not the success that they want. So little, it's little tweaks, little tips. The other thing I came up with this client is, you know, a morning process and an evening process. They can for get that text to them every day. They can listen to it. Why? It's value and it's indoctrination. They hear this person's voice. They start listening to it. So when they go to a live one day event or go to a virtual event, they feel like they know that person. I found this out about 14 years ago uh, when I actually had a YouTube funnel. It was early on, obviously, yeah. 2008, 2000. I drove people to a YouTube video and, from an ad, from Facebook ads. I was running Facebook ads starting in September, 2008. Right. And we drove people to a landing page that had a YouTube video. When people would opt in, they would talk to uh, our head of sales. And if they were right fit, for our franchise to get an opportunity to speak with me. And they said, I feel like I know you already. Now, granted, I was one of the first people who was using YouTube videos embedded funnel back then, but it hasn't changed. That's why podcasting works. That's why YouTube shows work. That's why long form content works better in building a relationship than all these 30 second, 60 second videos. Yeah. So we take this concept and we apply it into a framework or a flywheel. So we get all of this, then we put them into the attractive character flywheel where the company is the brand is the attractive character or the the thought leader is the attractive character. They start to build that relationship to then bring them to some kind of dramatic demonstration. And by that, I mean, sort of like, if you think about it, P.T. Barnum did it the best. Getting people out of the mindset of what was going in through the depression he had this idea and how did he attract people when it didn't work in the beginning? He created dramatic demonstrations. It was the strong man. It was the elephant man. It was right. the heavy person and all of those things to be able to attract people there. And then it turned into lions and tigers. And I used to love the circus when I was a kid. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But So the question is, what do we need to do today in order to be able to create those in an online manner to get your ideal client into your your flow or funnel to see how your company, your product, your service, your concept, your idea can serve them like you know you can serve them better than anyone else. Then we get to earn the right to make an offer to them. And that's what we do. We take our clients, we start putting them through the lens of this framework. We say, what can we do? How can we do it? How can we do it differently? I don't necessarily have to blow up everything that everyone's doing right now. I start looking at what are they doing that's working well? And then how can we, where in our framework does that work? And where do we plug in the other things? That's fantastic. I was going to say that, yeah, there's a lot to process there. That's wonderful. With regard to the circus and P.T. Barnum and distractions, all, all these things, what we call distractions, what we think are distractions. I don't think that entertainment like that is distraction. I think it's stimulation. I think it stimulates our ideas. It takes us away enough from 
the problems like you were talking you talked about the the depression the fact that if you can get people's attention during those days if you could distract them during the real crazy times and it's not even so much about taking them away completely it's about taking them away so they can think about the other stuff so they can see the forest for the trees you know and, and see um, different possibilities yes and they because if you're constantly focused on everything in one direction and if you're looking at okay yeah are we in a an interesting economic time yeah. yeah and if you're constantly focused in on that where's your mind going to go where's your business going to go versus if you can take yourself out and see the possibilities and that's what P.T. Barnum was able to do for people back then. It got people dreaming, got people thinking differently. And I wouldn't say that he's the reason for the turnaround, but he made people feel differently. Yeah. And how else are you going to get there but to feel differently, to change? And that can happen to us any given morning. We, you know, some days I get up and I'm feeling great about things and some days I'm not. And it's like, I I don't know exactly what's going to be in my head, but what I have learned is whatever the case, I'm going to roll with it. Exactly. I'm going to not be surprised even when I'm surprised, <laughs> you know, I like the 30 day, the tips for unblocking the unconscious, you know, blocks because yeah. man, we have so many. Will you do me a favor? Do me a favor. Send me all thirty. Just, <laughs> just send me all thirty. I can use. I, I can send you the link, and you can opt in. And I can. And I can opt into yes. it. Yeah, that's. By the way, that was a test. I knew David was a pro. If I say to him, "Hey, can you do me a favor?" and he says anything, <laughs> oh yeah, just send me those. Send me all thirty. Or what is it? You know, you just kind of wait quietly for that half Here's second. The thing. You, you, if you get one every day, it gets you to think differently. If you get them all every once, day, you don't get to. I mean, it, it's the, how do you change your mind over a period of time? How yeah. do you change your viewpoint? Yes, we could have a bad day. But here's the great thing. If, if we wake up with something that's challenging, if we have a process, if we have a routine, if we have our daily setting our, our intentions, or even say, what is something that I have to be grateful for? It can take us out of that funk and focus in on creation. Well, in all seriousness, do send me the link and we'll put it in the show notes because I think that this notion of what you just pointed out about repetition and time is something that another thing that we, you know, in 30 days is not Technically, it's not a long time, but we don't know how much time we have. Sure. You know what I mean? And I think that is a thing that drives a lot of us, certainly the people who listen to to my shows. It drives them because, you know, well, I told you about Truth Tastes Funny, the show I started right at the tail end of this pandemic or, well, it's a year ago now, so it's been a long tail. But the fact is, we are prepared now for the notion we don't know what's coming day to day. And we don't know how grave things can get or how beautiful they can be or how amazing they can be. But we know that there's an impetus to just jump in there and do it. What is a resolution that you have, let's say, it's not December yet, but what is a resolution that you or you have made for yourself maybe for the next 12 months, something that you really want to get done, check off, make it happen in the next 12 months. 
It's a great question. And it circles back to the conversation. I don't know if it was before we started today, officially started today or right. not. And one, I don't, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe Good. in setting the plan and implementing that plan and adjusting that plan on a daily and monthly basis because our minds change. And if and the fact of the matter is most resolutions don't work. And mo unconsciously, if if we set a big goal for ourselves and we're halfway through it and we haven't even scratched the surface, unconsciously our mind doesn't believe that we're going to be able to achieve it. So if we able to chunk it down into small things, but here's something that I've done. And it was a commitment that I've made to my team and my daughter who works on my team. They've been asking me for three and a half years <laughs> to put out content. So if you look, if you notice, because you've got on my feed, it's all happened in the last 30 days. So I've been filming. The interesting feedback that I've been getting from people that was a surprise to me was thanking me for putting out these short little videos and these little tips on business and sales and marketing and psychology of success. There's, I'm getting messages, text messages from people, Instagram private messages. Thank you for sharing this. So I obviously, and my team saying, see, we told you you needed to do this. <laughs> so what am I committed to? I'm committed to putting out content. I'm committed to sharing. I will be relaunching a podcast, what it's going to be or how it's going to be. I'm not sure yet. And I'm going uh, in the next week, I'm, we're sitting down and we're going to create our long form content plan versus just the short form videos. So I've been filming a lot. And so we're going to continue to put out content to add value. And, and here's the reason why we are in an interesting time. And the interesting thing, if you look at any time in history, when downturns happen, opportunity, the greatest opportunities also present themselves, but you have to look for them in order to be able to see them. So as much as I can add value to people, I want to add value. Um, I'm just having fun doing it. and. So that's my plan. I wouldn't call it a resolution. It's it's a plan that we're working on and, and developing on a daily basis. So when are you going to tell me more about your podcast? You're like, this is kind of not like it doesn't have sure. to be on air. Um, we don't so, know. To, we don't know. I don't know what it's going to be called yet. I don't want to use get naked in business. Right. And, I like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know what it's going to be called yet. We're working on it. We're rebranding the newsletter. Naked uh, and uh, not afraid. Naked, naked and not afraid. Uh, naked and not afraid. I believe in planting seeds. Uh, from the yeah. time I was a kid or teenager, I was reading books about planting seeds. And people ask me, why, even when I was younger, teens and 20s, why are you helping this person or why are you doing that? I'm planting seeds. What do you mean? Eventually, yeah. we'll grow into a forest. And I believe that whatever you sow now, it may come now, it may can't come years in the road, it may not even come in my lifetime. And yet, it's about putting value out there. It sounds like the challenge for you is maybe the, you know, the getting those people to some of those people to listen to the universe, in a way, you know, yeah. I, you mentioned that you have a huge email list. And you're going out to people. I don't know if you're doing the same podcast does the same thing in a way that email list does, except that you don't necessarily know who's listening. Yes. Whereas with the, with an email list, you know who your audience is. 
Well, you can take that offline. And we've done this with a few clients who had, you know, 20, 30,000 weekly downloads. You know, you put a commercial in there and giving, hey, I'd like to invite you to our 30-day text, you know, or I'd like to introduce, I'd like to give you this. If you like this, go to xyz.com right now and you can download it for free. So you can utilize your podcast and the people who are listening to, by the way, podcasts, is one of the best methodologies for building an audience and indoctrinating an audience, as you know, which is why you're on your your third. Yeah. Yeah. I find that question is, how am I going to, you know, what everybody confronts is, how am I going to grow? How am I going to grow my, because my audience is my customer base, right? Sure. And that's the way it should be, you know? The people who are listening, the people who come, everybody is the ideal customer. That's why we're talking to them. Sure. You know? And where what we have in common is that a lot of the audience is the same, is really the same or the ideal audience. We, we target the same people in different ways. I'm not focused in on brand. That's right. not what we do. I'm right. focused in on growth and revenue. Brand is a, one component of it we don't redo people's brands. We have a client right now that's, that came to us and said, well, we want this and we want that. And I'm like, listen, that's not what we do. You know, if you want a marketing funnel that's targeting your ideal audience, we can do that. If yeah. you want to be the strategy for converting that. But if you're looking at the essence of who you are and the look and the feel, and, and that's not our specialty. You have to you know, we can help you find someone else if that's what you want. But yeah. we're put this on hold if because you don't want to spend the time doing this until that. Like, no, 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 I need this. Like, we'll right. get this done. But if you, that's really what you want, you really need to spend the time with someone who's an expert at that. I yeah. work with companies from the inside out and they say, you know, I say, okay, well, before you brand yourself, find yourself. You know, you got to get down with your bad self and we got to figure this out and we got to figure out your messaging. And to your other point, I also like to, to take people from inside to outside, because like you said, there's a lot of gaps there, whether it's oh. HR or it's there, or it's, you know, what a lot of employees complain, you know, it's one message on to us. It's another one to the consumer and, you know, never the twain shall meet, you know, it's like the company's not aligned. Well, that's a, a culture and a value problem that yeah. so many entrepreneurs have. I was just speaking at, at an event and they, it was a mastermind event. And they said, does anyone have expertise in, in running a remote company, direct experience? And my hand went up and they're like, what's your expertise? I said, in the past 30 years, I've been in an office two years and they were my hardest two years. And then my company's 100% virtual. I want it that way. So I had to, and when COVID hit, I had to design things a little bit differently in order to create engagement at a higher level. And that's where we in, implemented some of our systems. Like we played yesterday, we played a game uh, on Monday on our Monday company meeting, spent 20 minutes playing a game. And it was a, a, a guessing game. You put a phrase, someone had to draw that and you had it, and then it became the game of operator drawing. Oh. Okay, what did yeah. they draw? So we just like to have fun. And it's a way that in a remote world, we can still have the culture as if we are in an office together with, yeah. with a water cooler. 
We play that game at, at family gatherings. It's like a Pictionary. I don't know what they call it. They stay. It's, it's a digital Pictionary. It's well, we do it in person, but I like the idea of the digital. And my daughter told me about it. Her fiance works for Home Depot, and they play it together with their team. And so I'm like, well, I'm going. I want it. We're, we'll try it out. And now we've done it three times. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, this has been great. I mean, I really appreciate your time and everything. And oh, yours as well. Thank you, you know. for inviting oh, me. It's my pleasure. If you've enjoyed this episode of Brand Voice Runway, please leave a five star review and subscribe to the podcast. The positive reinforcement keeps us going. Who am I kidding? Founders like us keep going regardless. Thanks so much for listening and make tomorrow greater than today.